Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your girl, DJ Dangerous, And it's your boy, DJ Big Bopper. And we are back with another episode of Wave, Wave of the Planet. Planet. Ah, it's the end. We're coming to the end of the semester. How are you? Me? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know what? I'm... <laughs> I'm feeling pretty good. I uh, I ended up to LJT this weekend, uh-huh. and um, those of y'all that know, don't know what LJT is, Lord, good, <laughs> good. It's the Larry Joe Taylor Festival here in uh, Stephenville, Texas, and um, it's a uh, uh, yeah. I don't really know how to put it into words, but it is. It's something that y- you just have to experience no, to understand. You don't just have to experience to understand it. it you do. But yes. you don't have to. Yeah, please don't. You but, don't want to understand it. But you see, like, I was smart, you know, uh, I drank plenty of water, so uh, here I am. I'm good. Everything's okay. <laughs> we're, we're glad that you came back. Um, I'm pretty sure we have finals up coming up now. I'm, mm-hmm. I, I don't really know. My mind's a little hazy, but... I bet it is. <laughs> but I know... Oh, what, what about you, Go. You got, like, what, 12, 12 days? Mm, I'd rather not talk about it, but... Yes, as of this morning, I have about, well, 12, it's like, I have it directly set to the time, so um, my graduation's at 10 a.m., so in nine days, in like 19 hours, I'll be walking across that stage, Mm-hmm. and that's terrifying and exciting. And now she's so excited to leave me. I'm really excited to be done. Like I'm, I feel complete with this chapter of my life, and I'm really good with that. Um, it is a little bittersweet, though. We had our um, our station party, um, our end of the year party, this week and or last week, and um, it was on Friday, and I got put into the Hall of Fame, and that was really cool because I don't know, I've been here for so long, and that was one of those things that like. I always saw and like, I don't know, for me it's different because uh, not not like high turnaround or anything, but just like we've had a lot of different people come and work at the station and, uh, you know, sometimes it's people who are here until not a lot of people get involved and very early. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I was one of those people, so I've literally been here for four years and so, like, when I think of my college experience, like, this is pretty much it. This station is, like, it. And so it's, it's, uh, it's like, really, it's going to be sad next week. Like, I'll have my last day of work, and it's, like, sad thinking about that coming to an end. But I'm also very excited for the next chapter. So that's how I'm feeling. Yeah, right on. I was very, like, Monday morning I was very, I woke up early and I felt really good, and then, like, all of a sudden I hit a really bad wave of, like, panic and anxiety. And then I just needed to call my mom and just hear her say, like, two words to me. Like, two specific words, but just, like, two words, and, like, I was good. And now, having, I'm feeling better. Um, I think it's going to be a very busy but good week. Um, and then next week is it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, don't we, do we have any dead week at all or dead day at all? Uh, Thursday. I think okay. it's supposed to be dead day, but I'm pretty sure that we actually have finals on Thursday. I'm pretty sure I have a final on Thursday. Woo! So, and I see the thing is, other thing is, I didn't put my finals on my schedule on my calendar, and um, most of I only have one 
in-person final, and it's on a Saturday, of course. Of course, yeah. And then um, I have one um, one final that is not is a presentation, and that will be today. So nervous, but it's fine. You got it. Um, <laughs> Let's get it. Exactly. Um, so, but you know, it's 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 almost that time. So, what about um? Music's been helping me get through it. Like that transition. <laughs> Music's been helping me get through it though. For real. I made like a slow jams playlist and it's just like my like I have one that's called relaxed, I have one that's called slow jams. And it's kinda of just stuff that like I'll listen to when I want my mind to slow down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um playlists are really good. They've been really helping me lately. Um, but what about you? We always do a song of the week. What is yours? Okay, so uh, my song of the week is going to be from a little bit of an underground artist. I don't think we've ever really talked about him. Um, But it came out on the new uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, I believe is what it was called. Yeah. Um, So I think it's a really good song. It's a nice little upbeat song. It's a really good feel-good song for me. And um, this one, it's it's by our... uh, Oh, oh, you mean that underground artist, uh, Austin Post? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Austin yeah. Post. So um, you might not have heard him. Uh, he he also goes by I think the name at what is Post Malone. I think so. Okay, yeah, yeah. So uh, this is a new song he had come out, and uh, it went into the into the Spider Verse, um, which was the brand new, uh, the newest Spider-Man the newest yeah. Spider Man. But there's going to be another Spider Man coming out okay. pretty soon. Um, I love this song. Yeah. So let's go ahead and take a listen to Sunflower by Post Malone and Spy Lee. So, uh, see, it's like a real happy, upbeat, little, little feel good song to me. I like it. Most of the time, when me and Bob do that, when we like play our songs of the week, we'll deaf turn our mics off because we'll be jamming. And I was just singing that song at the top of my lungs. So, I apologize. <laughs> but you guys didn't hear it. So, good for you. So, that's my song of the week. What do, what do we got over there, Sade? What you got? Okay. Well, um, we've talked about Khalid a little bit. Um, he came out with a new album. And I personally, I love it. Um, Keelan's got me stuck on it. Because when it came out, I listened to it a lot. But like, I don't know. There's just like, I don't know. I'm not in like a super, super sad mood. And like one of my favorite albums in the world, I can't listen to it anymore. Because I'm in such a good place and I know that's sad. But like emotionally, I'm in a really healthy place. Oh yeah, no. Trust me, I get you. So like, I can't listen to that album anymore. Um, but this song is like, it's part of the album, but it's, it's a part of Khalid's album and the album's kind of not necessarily sad, but you know, it's definitely about like a breakup and like getting through it and everything. Um, but this song is one of the happier of those, the more upbeat of the two. He's also got a, got one with John Mayer on the album. 
Okay. And that's one of my favorites, too. But this one's called Right Back. It's by Khalid, and it's off his new Free Spirit album. If you guys haven't taken a listen to that, you definitely need to. But uh, let's take a listen to Right Back. Anyways, exclude that weed reference. <laughs> but um but yeah, so that's what I've been jamming to lately. So what do we have? All right, for a little bit of our music news, we have um, Firefest 2. Uh-huh. <laughs> a little bit, uh, got some more Spotify news, if you would believe it. Um, Billy Idol brought Brian Adams teaming up for a new summer tour. Um, we got Taylor Swift, and she is back, baby. Yeah, she is. I almost, we're going to talk about her new song, but I almost made that my song of the week. Ooh. But it's getting enough recognition, so... And then we also got, so, well, this is a little bit more like a little sportsy too, but a little bit about Metallica. They performed the Star Spangled Banner at San Francisco Giants game. So, All right, dope. Mm, what about you? What we got for our sports news today? We have a lot of sports news. Of course, we're going to do an update on the NHL and NBA playoffs. Also, the draft was this weekend. And if you're a Tarleton sports fan, a Tarleton football fan, you're going to be quite happy with these draft results. Woo-hoo. But uh, we'll go into that a little bit later on. Um, what do you want to start with? You know what? Let's go ahead. Let's start on that Taylor Swift. Oh, we're talking about that. So let's go ahead and start into that. Huh? So we got uh, She Is Back. It's here, man. Taylor Swift is back and bullier than ever in New Me. She uh, sheds her old skin and radiates a self-love in the new clip with Brendan Urie. Uh, the Taylor Swift's seven era has officially begun, and it's all about me. Which... So the TS7 is like what people are thinking that her next album may be called, but mm. we're kind of just like, me is going to be on her next album, which will be album number seven. Also, I may not seem like it. It's going to sound weird, but I'm actually a really big Taylor Swift fan. I've like owned every single one of her albums, and I really <laughs> do know most of her songs. Like I'm not a super like stalker fan, mm. but I'm a fan. I really am. Or a stan, as yeah, it is. I'm not a stan, but like I'm a really... Like, and not even like a really big high key fan, but like, I like Taylor Swift's music and yeah. I listen to most of it. And like, I do know most of her songs. You can play one of her like songs that no one like heard of that was on an album and I'll know it. I would just, she's one of those artists that I listen to the album start to finish. But whatever. Anyways. Which, which fun fact um, the Eminem's definition of Stan had been added to the Webster Merriam's dictionary last week. So it is now official term. It's actually real. So. Okay, and see, that's where the actual, and this is why, like, the internet is crazy to me. That's where, like, the actual, like, Stan, like, Stan came from. Well, it, it Stan, came from his song, Stan. Yeah, Stan is, like, short for stalker fan. Mm-hmm. And um, when Eminem came out with the song Stan, if you've heard the song, then you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't heard the song, uh, be very cautious if you're going to watch the music video. Um, but basically, it's about a guy who's super, super obsessed with him. And then um, kind of, like, details, like, what he does and he the things kinda goes, He kind of goes, gets derailed, goes off the deep end kind of deal. Yeah, he, he does. 
very important things in the trunk. Um, so that's where that's where Stan comes from. So when people say we Stan, it's kind well, of like scary to me. See, but, but here's the thing, because it was a little bit different because a lot of like BTS fans, uh, they use the word Stan. And mean, they meant it as more of like a good term well yeah and it is supposed to be a good term like <laughs> to an extent like yeah. the internet now is like oh we stand one thing people say is we stand a skinny legend which is mean like we we're a fan of and stuff like that which is what it means now but like its original meaning is like stalker fan someone exactly. who's super super obsessed so that is and that the can one, be a positive and that can be a negative so and that is the one <laughs> that is in the merriam-webster dictionary so when you're trying to use it remember it does have negative connotations to it yes. according to the dictionary <clears throat> but i digress let us get back to our taylor yeah. swift sorry about that but um Taylor Swift's much-hyped new single arrived on Friday, April 26th, and it features noted Taylor or noted Swift Brendan Yuri of Panic at the yeah. Disco. Because apparently, once you bring Yuri into your project, you better tack on some exclamation points as well. <laughs> Honestly, um, the music video—we'll talk about it later. But it was great. Me exclamation mark exactly is it bubbly, buoyant, lesson in self-love, confidence, and awesomeness, and it marks a stark turn from the Swift's polarizing sixth album. Reputation. Uh, the video in which Swift co-directed with Dave Myers opens a slithering pink snake that bursts into flocks of butterflies, signifying that you probably already knew she shed her skin, let go of her grudges, and was ready to have fun again. Which you know, I, I don't know. I kind of like. Uh, I kind of like mean Taylor Swift going after all her exes. You know, we got some good out of that. Yeah, here's the thing. I like this new transformation of Taylor. So. Wasn't that like her red album was like that? Uh, n- reputation. Well, people have been calling her Snake for a while, but Reputation was really her album where she like went at it at mm. everybody. And so I feel like, yeah, she's going to be more And that was the that was when they had the beef with like Kanye then, right? Mm. I mean, she's always had beef with Kanye, yeah. but like look what you made me do. That's the one that was really big and then like was about right. almost everybody. So. Gotcha. Alright, well, the rest of the video is super fun, and after a French-speaking spat with Yuri, the two dance around a pastel-soaked town while affirming, I'm the only one of me, and you can't spell awesome without Without me. me. (laughs) Indeed. (laughs) Taylor's back, and uh, she seems to be happier than ever, as Swint's announced me just hours before its release during an interview with Robin Roberts that aired live on ABC. She told Roberts, Me is a song about embracing your individuality and really celebrating it and owning it. And I think that's what, uh, that's with a pop song. We have the ability to get a melody stuck into people's heads. And I just want it to be one of them that makes it feel better about themselves. The release of Me follows months of endless clues, theories, and speculation about Swift's new era. She switched up her Instagram aesthetic earlier this year, ditching the reputation. <clears throat> reputation era snakes in favor of something resembling a Lisa Frank mood board, rainbow hues, palm, tre- palm trees, glitter, butterflies, and heart-shaped diamonds filled her feed. Then last week, she launched a countdown clock counting down to April 26th. Um, that is, of course, the same day, the same day that Avengers Endgame came out. But yeah. Swift wasn't afraid of a little bit of uh, competition. Um, Finally, in the hours before Thursday's announcement, Swift dropped heavier and heavier hints, posting photos of herself, captioned me, and with butterfly emojis. She also shared pictures and videos of her visiting 
butterfly wing mural she commissioned in Nashville that was had me written in block letters. In her interview with Roberts, Swift said she'd inspired by dedicated fans who have been patiently waiting for new music from her. I can't believe how much they care, she said. It makes more fun for me to create music videos knowing that they'll care about little Easter eggs or clues and hints. So Swifties, you heard a girl. Get out there and start mining me for some clues. Here's the thing. And so a lot of people thought that Taylor Swift was coming out in this music video Mm -hmm. because she started posting a lot of like, it was all like pastel pink stuff. And people were like, oh, those are the colors of the lesbian flag. And then like April 26th is like lesbian visibility day. Wasn't that what we had? Well, didn't we have that on April 1st with, was it April 1st with Ariana Grande? When um, Break Up With Your Boyfriend. Was it, was it? Was it? No, that? it was when Monopoly came out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Well. Yeah. And she like later on tweeted that like, or someone said someone tweeted about it, and they said like, leave her alone, blah blah blah. And she was like, um, like she doesn't owe anybody an explanation. She was like, yeah, yeah. but I'm not gonna get one. So, so who knows? But uh, I love this song. I actually think I'm gonna send it out in the music community okay. just because I think it is gonna be on the rock charts. It is kind of a pop song, but it's got enough. To where it could be a rock, song. right? A little bit rock. And so. I know, and uh, and we kind of discussed on how like the lines of music are kind of getting blurred nowadays. Yeah, they I mean, are. I know we have uh, the 1965s. We have 1975. Um, <laughs> yeah, 1970. <laughs> I don't know what I was saying. Well, um, yeah, Panic at the Disco used to be like super hardcore rock, yeah. and I think I still think that they're rock, but I think they're, they're pop more rock. poppy now. Yeah. yeah. Then so. we have like AGR in the or AJR in the system as yes, well, which. Like, so I'm the music director, and I don't want to put anything in with, like, I, my, I'm not going to put things in because I want them in, you know? I want to make sure that they deserve to be in, but I've been so happy that I can put AJR in See, because they're making the charts, and it makes me so, it makes my little, like, my little high school heart happy, and also, they just came out with a new album on April 26th. I almost made um, Break My Face, my song of the week. That's a pretty good song, too. Check their album out. Um, it's called Neo Theater. See, but we still don't have any Beastie Boys. But you know what? And that's the thing. I'm waiting on him to tell me yes about that because I'll throw that in the basement right now. <laughs> well, Jake will probably do it. Jake, so. I'll leave, yeah, leave it to Jake. He 100% will. So that's true. I mean, we got about what? We got two more weeks of us working here together. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it like makes me sad to think about. We're getting that's yeah, coming to that end end game. <laughs> it's coming to the end game. Okay, so spoiler alert: if you haven't seen End Game, stop listening right now. I'm just kidding. I'm just <laughs> kidding. I haven't seen it, so she's trying to mess with me. And I'm um, like, there's no way I can escape her. <laughs> I my favorite thing on Twitter right now is like, here I'll show them to you. In game spoilers out of context. See, okay, see, we're the opposite. So I'm big into uh, Game of Thrones, and I'm up to date on Game of Thrones. I love watching the Game of Thrones out of context. They're like spoilers. But I'm not allowed to talk about any Game of Thrones here because she wants to watch it. She has I do. It. I want to watch Game of Thrones, but like I just can't <laughs> right now. And I, I, I will. I'll catch up. But like she still has to watch Bohemian Rhapsody, Fire Festival, uh, Home. I watched A Star Is Born. Andre Three Thousands coming back. Heck yeah, man! Just like you're gonna, you look at these right now and you're like, what? But he's gonna go see Avengers later on tonight, and they're like, oh. <laughs> It, None know, of it makes sense to you. I uh, just wait. Spoiler alerts. Yeah. See, she. 
But yeah, so, <laughs> she, she likes to. I don't know. She likes to. She likes to make fun of me. She knows I, I haven't do. seen. It's okay because while I have a lot more to spoil than just one movie, so don't worry about that. Uh, I will watch it eventually, but um, I did watch a Star Is Born and I hated it. Really? No, I liked it, but I just don't. I just, I just, it's just a lot. I need to watch it again. Why? Why did? What did you think it was about it? Or nothing. I just didn't want to cry, and I didn't cry, but I almost did, and it just wasn't okay. But anyways, the ending is very jarring. But um, I'll probably watch it again pretty soon. (laughs) So okay. Well, I guess we'll try to make it a little bit happier news. I guess um, we got the. If you this are, that's what I'm trying to <laughs> trying to make it a little bit more happy. <laughs> this is not happy news. I think it's funny. I mean, okay, no, no. I was I was thinking, okay. So uh, we got the Billy Idol, Brian Adams teams, and they're coming up for a U.S. American summer tour. Which I'm a big fan of Billy Idol, so I'm psyched. Again, I would love for them to come through Dallas and Houston. I haven't seen um, the dates out yet, um, but I'm pretty sure the time that they come through through Texas, it's just Billy. It's not going to have Brian Adams either. But Billy and Billy Idol and Brian Adams will unite for a co-headlining summer tour, the eight-day U.S. trek. The first joint run between the two veteran rockers launches August 1st in Guilford, New Hampshire, and wrap up in August 12th in Bristow, Virginia. Tickets go on sale to the general public on Friday, May 3rd at 10 a.m. local time via Live Nation, and City Card members can access a pre-sale from, that runs from Wednesday, May 1st at 10 a.m. local time through Thursday, May 2nd, 10 p.m. local time. See, then maybe I need to get a City Bank card so I can get these good tickets. You yeah, because I mean? we were talking about last week. I promise this is not sponsored by City Bank, but last week we were talking about some of the benefits that they have too. So, Dang, well, I guess, man, if you are a music fan at it seems like, you know what, that might be the way to go. Well, the Adams is set to launch a uh, solo jump on May 4th in Charlotte, North Carolina. The tour will head to Europe in June, head to Canada in July, pause for the idle dates, then travel back to the U.S. in September and wrap up with another batch of European shows in December. Idle solo itinerary also includes a summer North American run launching uh, July 3rd at Ripfest in Naperville, Illinois, after the Adams dates and it resumes august 30th in pulley up washington and includes the second of his live residencies in las vegas so uh like i said i do not believe both of them are going to be coming down in heat for um texas for this tour but i know at least we'll have billy idol so i probably if you know definitely if i got time it's going to be over the summer so i'm not going to be taking as many classes and i'll be working a lot so i should have the money to be able to go so yeah now that i can't go with the radio station well you know (laughs) but billy idol that would be dope exactly it's like i mean you gotta think how many more years do i have um to be able to see these bands live you know see these bands that my parents grew up listening to going and watching and I just, man, it's something that I just really, it's really important to me. Like, I got to see Van Halen. I never thought I'd be able to see Van Halen or, or Guns and Roses. They had been broken up for so long. I had no idea that when they decided they were going to come back together when they were getting um, into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I didn't think that was going to happen. Yeah, right. And then they came through Houston. I, I got lucky enough to see ACDC. I got lucky enough to see Rush. Like, there's a bunch of giant bands that I still will probably never even get the 
ability to see. But Billy Idol's one of them, and I'm really excited because I know my mom's a big Idol fan. You could take her. Depending on how much. I- <laughs> or maybe she could take you. There. Ooh. Hey, I like I like that option a little bit more. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that's what we got coming in. We got a couple more tours. I know um, we had talked about some tours starting up last week as well. So it looks like we're going to have a lot of music coming in this summer. But one thing we will not have is Woodstock 50. No way. You mean when we talked about it last week and they were saying they might cancel it? They really were serious? When when they were trying to say, hey, no, guys, all the rumors about it be, might being canceled is false. We are we're fine. Everything is two. good. And we had talked about it. I was like, mm, sounds a lot like Firefest. Literally yeah. everything that they're saying kind of kind of just sounds like it. And if you uh, if you'd watched the documentary, like a lot of the things line up with what uh, Billy McFarlane was saying. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I guess the investors just had enough. They weren't getting enough information, so they ended up to uh, pull the plug. So um, this is this is from the story. So we don't believe the production of the festival can be executed as an event worthy of the Woodstock brand name that investors say. So Woodstock 50, scheduled to coincide with the 50th anniversary of the legendary music festival, has officially been canceled. Although the uh, all-star lineup featuring Jay-Z, Miley Cyrus, Dead & Company, The Rationeers, and dozens more, including acts from the original Woodstock Fest, was announced in early March, tickets for the festival did not go on sale, a planned Earth Day on sale in April that was postponed due to a reported permit issues. And that's what we kind of talked about last week and how they were saying they didn't have the permit to be even able to sell these tickets. So that's when they st- really started having those rumors that, you know what, I don't think this is going to happen. Well, yeah, they're right. However, on Monday, Dentsu, one of the festival's main investment arm, announced that Woodstock 50, organized in part by Woodstock co-founder Michael Lang, would not proceed. It's a dream for agencies to work with iconic brands to be associated with meaningful movements, Dentsu said in a statement. We have a strong history of producing experiences that bring people together around in common interests and causes which way we chose to be part of Woodstock 50th Anniversary Festival. The company then continued, but despite our tremendous investment of time, effort, and commitment, we don't believe the production of the festival can be executed as an event worthy of the Woodstock brand name, while also ensuring that the health, safety of the artists, partners, and attendees. As a result, and after careful consideration, Thensu Agus Network Amplify Live, a partner of Woodstock 50, has decided to cancel the festival. And as difficult as this is, we believe that this is the most prudent decision for all parties involved. Imagine Dragons, Casey Musgroves, Run the Jewels, Chance the Rapper, Halsey, John Fogatry, Robert Plant, and dozens more were booked to play the Watton Glen New York Festival on August 16th through 18th, exactly 50 years after the original festival and another 50-year anniversary event is planned for Bethel, New York, at the site of the original Woodstock. At a press conference announcing Woodstock 50 in March, Lang said of the event that we, what we've assembled here is a combination of some of the great artists from our era, from our era and tomorrow. Many of the artists are committed to social change, have their own issues that they support, but also support these global issues of climate change and Black Lives Matter. Rumors about the fate of Woodstock 50 began when the festival missed its April 22nd on-sale date and that there is a currently a hold on the Woodstock 50 on-sale date. 
the festival had then the fe- <laughs> the festival then reportedly didn't acquire a mass gathering permit from the New York State Department of Health, and the organizers denied claims that they've that time that the festival would be canceled. See that what we had talked about last week. So it sounds like they were just trying to dig their way yeah, out of that hole. I think so, but um, it was too deep. Well, they said Woodstock is a phenomenon that for over 50 years has drawn attention to its principles and also the rumors that can be attached to that attention. Lang said that dismissing these rumors, however, a week passed without an updated ticket information. Dentsu canceled Woodstock 50 Monday, and according to the billboard, the festival was canceled due to concerns about the capacity of the festival, permit issues, and site readiness. So the Watkins Glen New York site has now seen a large-scale music festivals canceled in consecutive years. In 2018, Fish's Curveball was called off at the last minute due to water conditions at the festival site. So it seems like it was a bunch of... uh, it's a combination of things, really. It looks like, one, the area that they had uh, due to maybe weather concerns wasn't going to be okay. Um, probably weren't ready to go. Probably behind, kind of like on building their stage, getting everything set up. And, of course, I mean, they didn't even have the permits to be able to have it in the first place. So I think just all, the culmination of the all of that together kind of just made it, you know... Yeah, I think when we were talking about it last week, we kind of, you know, realized, or like discovered for ourselves, yeah, this really isn't going to work. The good thing, though, is that um, they didn't get to sell tickets. That's true. Yeah. So, so there's literally uh, no loss to the public, luckily. Yeah. Unlike Firefest, you go out buying, I don't know, they ended up making $23 million worth of t- off of those tickets, and I don't think anybody got their money back. Or I don't know if they ever settled that class action lawsuit against that i have no idea but i just i just remembered um from watching both the Firefest uh documentaries and reading the story last week i was just like kind of like you know what um i don't think this is gonna happen this just seems so similar so similar and so uh i want to say i'm right So, but it's a good thing that at least this distortionist didn't get to go through and uh, get to it like it's just a disappointing thing. So, yeah. I talked a little bit earlier about Metallica. So, mm-hmm. we got Metallica performing the Star Spangled Banner at the San Francisco Giants. Um, the baseball team, heavy metal legends, celebrate 8th annual Metallica Day at Oracle Park. In what has become an annual tradition for the San Francisco Giants, Metallica performed a rendition of the Star Spangled Banner at Oracle Park to mark the baseball team's 7th annual Metallica Day. The entire band was in attendance for the sold-out game, and the Friday versus the New York Yankees with guitarist James Hetfield, Kirk Hammett, <clears throat> delivering the national anthem on drums Lars Ulrich, Drawing his ceremonial first pitch, and the band also announced the team's starting lineups. Oracle Park speakers also played the hometown heavy metal legends music throughout the entire game. The Giants-themed custom-made guitars used for the Star Spangled Banner were then autographed by the entire band and will be raffled off for the charity for Blabbermouth Reports. And then we also blessed to be doing this every year and being part of the vibe here, James Hetfield said, adding, of the currently in last place Giants, you know when times are good, you know when times are bad, they need our support. So I think that's that's awesome. Like I know we yeah. had talked... Um, we talked a little bit, I think it was like three, 
three weeks ago, um, that they had Prince at, or um, I can't remember which team ended up at Prince, their National Prince Day, where they uh, raffled off the um, seven track. The demo of one of yeah. his stuff. I remember that. They yeah. had their National Prince Day. Um, so I think that's really cool. I like that. Uh, I honestly didn't even know that they had Metallica Day, which um, I know. Okay, so I know after this past rodeo down in Houston, we made it. We made a new holiday, uh, a new Houston holiday for, I want to say it was Cardi B this year, which kind of doesn't make sense to me because, you know, Cardi's not from... Houston, but you know, it is what it is. I thought, I think that's kind of interesting. I think that's cool. I think that it's cool that they have a Metallica day. I think, I mean, I grew up uh, listening to the radio 94.5 The Buzz, I want to say it was at the time. It's no longer there, but um, every time, every day at 10 o'clock, it was mandatory Metallica. And I remember that. And I remember listening to that all growing up. And that's why I probably, that's probably why Metallica is one of, you know, one of them up there. Same with, I know um, I'd listened to another station. They had their uh, Get the Lead Out, and that was like an hour of Led Zeppelin and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, but <laughs> I'll digress on that. So now we've talked a little bit about Spotify, and we've talked about a lot of streaming services these past couple of weeks, and really this entire time, um, talking about like the money issues and amount of streams and everything that Spotify is getting. Well, Spotify hits 100 million subscribers, and it says it still isn't making money. The Swedish music streaming service reports a 32% growth in subscribers and 26% growth in total money monthly active users year over year. However, on the near the near anniversary of its first quarterly earnings report as a public company in 2018, Spotify has good news to share. In its earnings report for the first quarter of 2019, Monday the company said that it reached 217 million monthly active users around the world, 100 million of whom they are paying for the premium subscription tier. Those numbers are a relief for investors as well as a music industry executives who doubted that Spotify could significantly increase consumer interest in its $9.99 a month premium tier, its ad or its free ad supported tier that worried that would deter growth in what much more money making subscription arena. But Spotify's Q1 to 2019 figures show 26% year-over-year growth in monthly active users and a 32% year-over-year growth in paying subscribers, suggesting that that we are more willing to pay a monthly fee for music. Across the board, results were largely positive, with most metrics outperforming our ex- expectations, the company said in its note to its shareholders. So I'm, I'm still curious because it's saying that it isn't making money. However, it says everything so far makes it, you know, seem really really good i think what they're kind of saying is their revenue isn't growing um which could make sense because if you think about it um that's the thing with things like spotify um you will kind of hit that plateau because how they make money is getting subscribers right they don't ads yeah and that's and so it's like they don't make money per stream 
per stream, they pay money out per stream. Right. So even if they are starting to get more subscribers and things, they're having to pay more for streams. That's true. Yep. So I And think definitely, I mean, we've been talking about how they're getting all these new streaming laws, how they're getting streamers more money, or not the streamer, I'm sorry, the artist more money per stream as well. Yeah. So it's one of those things where, yeah, like you are going to hit a plateau because you're going to start, um, yeah, you have 100 million subscribers. I'm one of them. But you have so many subscribers um, that are, I don't even know if those are paid subscribers either. And that's the thing. It's a free service as well. Mm -hmm. So, and like some people don't care that there's commercials and that's fine. So, see, and that's how they end up making their money. That's why you can go that ad free. They, it's $10. They say they, on average, they get $10 per month from a free listener. And that's what uh, they turned it into the subscribing. So let me, I'm going to go see, let's see. Um, Spotify has gone to great lengths over the past year to ramp up both its premium tier and overall popularity. Among a myriad of expensive efforts, the Swedish music streaming service has teamed up with Samsung, the biggest smartphone maker in the world, and launched in India with a bundling user base of around 2 million there. And this amplified its partnership with Hulu to offer free video streaming with the service to all Spotify premium users, which we had already discussed a little bit about this. On um, if you can get this, if you are a student, you get the student discount, which gives you Spotify and Hulu for four ninety nine, and it includes Showtime, right? Yes. So you get all of that for four four ninety nine. So and that's that, what I have, and I personally love it because I was paying more than that for Hulu. Exactly. So, so and that it's new. 10 or new 100 million figures far out spaces apple music's reported 50 million paying subscribers spotify has also spent a significant portion of its earnings reports discussing its podcasting ambitions noting its work on a new podcast advertising model while still unprofitable because of the high royalty rate it pays out to rights holders spotify lost 142 million in um, the first quarter in 2019 as opposed to 169 million in the quarter or the first quarter of their 2018 year it expects to end this year between 222 million and 228 million total users with 107 to 110 million of them on their premium tier so I guess that kind of does like you were talking. Um, the more users they do get, the more that they have to pay out. Um, yeah. I guess uh, I don't know they're trying. It seems like they're trying to go to more of a podcast uh, route as well. I know Apple has Apple Podcasts, and uh, I know Amazon has something for podcasts as well. Yeah. So hey, Apple has the podcast app, and then Amazon, mm-hmm. yeah. So, hey, guys, I guess soon you'll be able to listen to us on Spotify. You should be able to, actually. Already? Spotify does have podcasts. Oh. Um, This summer, or last summer when I was working, um, I was writing a lot of content, and so I would listen to podcasts all day, Mm -hmm. and um, I listened to them on Amazon. Amazon has, um, you know what, we might be, I think we are on Amazon, or, sorry, Spotify, Um, but they have their own... um, they have their own Sorry. podcast as well. Sorry. <laughs> so they have like um, some podcasts are exclusive to okay. yeah. Spotify I as gotcha. well. So Because I know uh, I know we put our podcasts on multiple different hosting sites that kind of just spread out and disperse into all the d- little different apps. 
in the different domains of what. Oh, okay, there we go. Yeah, we are. Okay, we are on Spotify, guys. I, so it checks out. Which is good because I, I only thought Spotify was only music. So, hey, we learn something new every day. I'm going to go follow us. Ooh, we, now. We, wow, I just got a new follower on Spotify. <laughs> Whoa, it's crazy. But, um. See, that's why I prefer Spotify. I don't know. To me, there's just a lot of benefits. Well, definitely. I mean, you pay. You pay what the four ninety nine. You get Hulu, and you Hulu, get Showtime, Showtime, Spotify, and then, like I said, I listen to all yeah. my music, podcasts, and stuff on Spotify. So super convenient for me. And then me, on the other hand, I use the student discount for Amazon, which is what sixty. And see, a year, I do that too. Yeah, which is sixty years, so about five bucks a month, and you get the Prime Video, you get a. Uh, music you get audible you got free two-day shipping i do amazon too and i don't but i don't ever um i don't ever use amazon music i used amazon music once Mm -hmm. and that was to listen to katie perry's new christmas song um when it came out but i actually really liked it yeah well we 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 also had talked about that and had very uh new sound to her i liked it quite a bit too well, and that's the thing. So one of the things that's funny on the internet now is Katy Perry, I don't know if she put on a wig or grew her hair out or whatever, but a lot of people are starting to stand Katy Perry again. And um, some of her music is starting to like get back on the charts. And someone was like, wow, Katy Perry really put a wig back, would have put a wig on and people started listening to her again. Bon Appetit, I think, started going back on the charts. So Wow. And I, I mean, I didn't hate that song, but the music video made me uncomfortable. I just didn't like that. But... um. Yeah, Katy Perry, eh? Well, I just want to... Okay, so um, I had, for some reason, I was going through like my phone, and what kept coming up is that song, Murder on My Mind. It kept coming up on for uh, to listen to on Amazon Music, on Spotify, and YouTube. It was like a suggested. Um, well, what I didn't realize is that he is now... Um, the Florida prosecutors are now seeking the death penalty for him. Um, So the Florida rapper has been charged with two counts of first-degree murder, and the state of Florida plans to seek the death penalty against rapper YNW Melly. We talked about him getting arrested, Mm -hmm. but we didn't talk about the aftermath of the charges or anything. Well, this this is what I just saw had come up. So um, in an interview with Billboard, one of Melly's lawyers, Jason Roger Williams, said that the prosecution has indicted uh, since the beginning of the case that it would pursue the death penalty. In addition, Williams said that the prosecution will present evidence at a discovery hearing this week. Um, So YNW Melly's lawyers, Williams Bradford Cohen, and uh, if you didn't know who um, Cohen is, he's also the lawyer for, uh, was it Stormy Daniels' lawyer? I believe so, yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, they said that they will fight these charges. Of course, of course. Earlier this year, YNW Melly was arrested and charged with two counts of first-degree murder, and prosecutors claim that he and his co-defendant, YNW Bortland, killed two members of their own YNW crew in South Florida last autumn. Melly has pleaded not guilty to these charges, but is now facing a potential death penalty. Which, which is, uh, I mean, I mean, we're from Texas, so I mean, we're kind of ish, okay. Like we're used to the death penalty a little bit, yeah. But even that being said, I think we probably have the highest amount of death penalty, and we've only had like two hundred and sixty-three in these past like decade. I want to say, yeah. I just it's 
I haven't heard one from Florida. I always know whenever it is a thing in other states, it, it's always a big deal. Definitely California. I remember that like four years ago they tried to get one in California and it got overturned. Um, but I just remember it being a big thing. And definitely this seems like it's more of a, um, a little bit more high profile. Uh, but it's also kind of weird since it's inter inner gang violence as well that they would be getting the death penalty for inner gang violence since it's not I, I don't know I yeah that uh, the death penalty is such a touchy subject um, but yeah um, that is very surprising that they are gonna press for the death penalty but I also think that they're trying to set a president which yeah yeah I could I could see that it's just it's just weird these day, day and age don't really I mean, I don't know. Uh, so don't now know. on to my story. What sports do we have? Well, first we're going to ruin Avengers Endgame for everyone. Uh, as I run out of the room. Um, <laughs> no, my favorite are the spoilers that aren't spoilers. But I'm not going to say anything. The spoilers but without also, context. Oh, yes, I love those. But also do not do not ruin Game of Thrones for me. If you, Please. See, see, we have a little bit of a deal. She doesn't ruin that for me. I don't ruin it for her. Yes. Okay, so um, a lot of things have happened this week sports-wise. Um, first, we're going to talk about the NFL draft. Oh, we're going to end on the NFL yeah, draft. Yeah, I was like, let's end on that high note because I don't think we can go up from there. You re- Honestly, I don't think we can. Um, so what about what about our NHL? How are we doing on that Stanley Cup? Well, I wanted to do the NBA first. Oh, man, okay. I want to see how the stars are doing. Okay, well, we'll look in a second. <laughs> so um, I think we, we were right about the teams that we picked. Yep. Um, so right now in the Western Conference, you got Portland and Denver, uh, then Golden State and Houston. Uh, Eastern Conference, you got Milwaukee and Boston, and then you got the Phillies and Toronto. I'm a Toronto fan. I wore my Toronto shirt yesterday. Um, they won. They're up one to zero. Boston is also up one to zero on Milwaukee. Uh, Denver and Portland are have not played yet. I believe they play tonight. And then Golden State is up one on Houston. However, it was a really it was a good, good game. game. Yeah, it yeah. was. And a lot of people think that Clay Thompson should have been called for some fouls. Um. So I mean they'll be they'll be definitely having a closer eye on him coming up. I mean we'll see. Here's the thing, I think this is gonna be a really good series. No matter who yeah, okay, of course, honestly, Obviously, I think it's Houston gonna be needs to win. The beard. I really think I think that it's gonna be Boston and Toronto. I'm gonna go for Toronto, and then I think it's gonna be um Golden State and Denver, and I think Golden State's mm. gonna beat out Denver. But if it comes down to Golden State and Toronto, I'm gonna be rooting for Toronto. But um, in your heart of hearts, who do you want to win the Western Conference? I don't know. <laughs> because I'm about to like live in Denver. I'm about to live an hour from Denver. But and I'm here's the thing, I'm not necessarily a Golden State fan. I'm a Steph Curry fan. And it's more like obviously he's a talented player, mm. but it's more about him personally as well. I like his his personal yeah. beliefs and aspects and his family and the things that he does. Just like I'm not a Lakers fan, but I have respect for LeBron. Yeah. So um, I don't really know if it comes down to those two. But I would you don't love respect to see, the beard. Is that what you're trying to tell me? No, I do, and I see and and I have I have love for my Texas teams, but I have no I have no hometown loyalty to Houston. Because I'm not from Houston. And because I'm closer to Austin or Dallas, I just gravitate towards those teams. Ew. 
I mean, okay, so, like, yeah, when I move, I'm going to have some, like, home state loyalty where I'm, like, I'll go for Texas teams. But I've always been this way where I've rooted for teams that were not in my state. Like, I've I've been a Raptors fan for I don't know how long. I recently started liking Denver. I've always kind of liked the Nuggets, but the now Raptors, that I'm moving, I that's have not to. even in the state. That's an outside of our country as a whole. It's in North America, thank you. Okay. Um, yeah, the Toronto Raptors, but and they're playing really well. After we got Ka- Kawhi Leonard, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's I mean it's almost game over. Um, so I like the Celtics for a little bit too. So I've actually got a lot of a couple of good teams in this horse race, honestly. But um, I think I'm really I'm rooting for the Raptors. I my common sense knows that in the Western Conference, Golden State is going to win, and they're going to be in the finals. But if Houston were to pull that out, you know, we talked about this since I lost this bracket last year. Yeah, Houston's got this. Yeah, no, um, they might. Well, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. I this is what I'm predicting right now. If Houston beats Golden State, then I think that Denver will beat Houston. Ooh. But if Golden State wins. Then I think Golden State will win. Them, them, some fighting words. Are they fighting words? <laughs> Is that like fighting hey, words? Hey, hey, just remember when you, uh, whenever you move to Colorado, everybody hates Texans. They all hate Texans. I hate Texans and too. They Not hate really Texans and Californians. So I mean, you're gonna have Texas license plates. So I mean, I'm gonna have to get them changed. Mm-hmm. Um, you just got new ones though. Yeah, you're right. I did just get my new plates like two weeks ago. It's fine. Um, but yeah, that's who that's who I'm rooting for. I know you're you're pulling for H Town, but say they don't make it. What about the Eastern Conference? Who are you pulling for? Um, you know, honestly, I kinda wanna just go with the Boston Celtics. I like the Celtics. I've liked the Celtics for a while. Um I like their mascot. <laughs> I I like the Celtics a lot. Um I think it'd be cool if Milwaukee pulled it out just because it's been a while for them. They haven't really been considered playoff contenders for a while. Um so I, I like that they're in it, and both of these were a sweep. Like both of the games were a sweep. So Boston might do a repeat on a sweep. Um, I do. I definitely think Toronto is going to take Philly. The Phillies they had a they played a really good game uh, this weekend. So that's who I'm pulling. I think it's going to end up being Toronto, Boston, uh, Denver, and Golden State. I'm pretty sure that's what I said last week too. So all right, we'll just have to wait and say. Of course, you know I got Houston all the way. Of course, of course. <laughs> Hopefully they don't let me down. I wouldn't expect any other way, though, honestly. Um, four, hockey. We've got the Stars tied up one-to-one. Um, we've got the Avalanche tied up one-to-one. Uh, let's see. Carolina is up on the Islanders 2-0. And the Golden Knights are out, by the way. The Golden Knights are out. Um, sad day. No, no second Cinderella. Cinderella. No second Cinderella. No, I was really sad. And then the Maple Leafs lost, and I was really sad too. Um, the Bruins, though, they fight. They're fighting hard, and it's tied one to one. I think they could beat the Capitals. So we're just gonna have to see. Um, I'm going for the Stars or the Obby. Avalanches. Same, same, same. That's we a, agree on something. See, that's simply because most of my family uh, comes from Colorado. And so that's that's, that's one of the only um, hockey teams I really know. <laughs> well, I've got a couple of uh, sports stories. But first I want to start with uh, drafting. 
We had the draft this weekend. Oh, yeah, that was uh, a thing, isn't it? That was a thing, yeah. Um, so Josh Rosen is a quarterback for the Cardinals. He's the starting quarterback for the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. The Cardinals had the number one pick in the draft, and so, of course, you know who they took, uh, Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. Josh Rosen basically stepped down and went to Miami. Hmm. Now, he got – Steve Smith ripped him a new one, which, I mean, I can't play the clip, but basically told him, like, you you should have stepped up, stepped up and competed for, like, that number one spot because at the end of the day, this is the, the NFL. And I've said my piece on Kyler Murray. I think he's a spectacular player. I really do think he is a good quarterback, but I just don't know – if the NFL was his best choice, but you know what we're going to find out this season, he's going to go to the Cardinals. But Josh Rosen basically said, all right, take it. He basically gave him the throne. And I don't think, I don't think that that was a good idea. Even if he doesn't think that he's better than him, he's got something on Kyler that Kyler does not have and will not have for a while. And that's experience. Exactly. That's NFL experience. And, and it's different coming from, College. I mean, granted, he went to a D one school. Going but... to high school to college, huge difference. I can't. I can only imagine the difference from high. But here's, from... here's the difference. Like in high school, you're you're going against people all similar to your age. You know, maximum three years if you're a freshman. Um, college is a little bit more. It can be anywhere from you know four to six years. And um, but when you go to the NFL, yeah, no, you're going against grown grown men. You could be a. You could be twenty years old going against grown men. Exactly. And so I personally think that I think Josh Rosen showed his true colors. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I don't think it was a good idea um, for them. They like they just picked up Josh Rosen last year is the thing. Also, he got drafted in 2018. So or he got they picked up by the Cardinals in 2018. So he basically just gave up. Um, he's going to Miami. He's going to the Dolphins. And I don't even know if he's going to be a starter in the Dolphins. But honestly, I to me, it was a bad move on his part. Um, it doesn't look good to give up. No matter no. if he's a good player or not, that's not the point. You have something that he doesn't. Um, you bring a skill to the game that he has not yet mastered, and that is experience. And I don't think it doesn't really if it mm-hmm. mattered, if the only thing that mattered was the ability of the player, the the Browns would have won the Super Bowl. Because <laughs> golden boy. Exactly. Mayfield's a good player. But the thing is, is he doesn't have that NFL experience yet. And he played he played his heart out this season. He really did. But he doesn't have that NFL experience yet. I mean, if we're he's got go- a season under his belt. If and he's. I think he's going to do great this season, but I don't, I don't know. know. We're going to see how the Cardinals do. I think if we were to go, if we were truly to go by who had like the best athletes, best quarterbacks, and stuff, you know, then don't even. <laughs> don't even. The Patriots would have won, you know. But what Anyways. can you do? Anyways, and so well, speaking of the Cardinals, we've actually got a Tarleton football player going. Uh, he just signed. A pri- it was a- so there's different types of contracts that you can sign. If you get drafted in the draft, um, up to like certain rounds, you are drafted and on the team. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's and a then practice the- squad. And then yeah, and then there's a undrafted free agent. You can get signed as an undrafted free agent. And then uh, there's a priority free agent. So one of our very own, uh, 
Number 21 from our Charleston Texan football team, Xavier Turner, he got drafted to the Arizona Cardinals. Um, he signed a, he's signing a priority um, free agent signing. Heck so, yeah. um, like, we might have to look out for him on the field. And, I don't know, it's very exciting, like, hearing that coming from, you know, we're a D2 school. We're, we're like, I don't know, I, I like that people call us the best-kept secret in Texas because, you know, our football team, they have really built themselves up. And we fight and we fight hard. And uh, he's a phenomenal player. So, but we also had another player, Tyrell Thompson. Uh, he signed an undrafted free agent contract with the Los Angeles Rams. There you go. So, we got a couple free agents that came out of the draft. Um, and then we had V-News. EJ Speed got drafted by the Colts. And so when I say drafted, like like we've said, there's your your unsigned free agents, there's your priority free agents, and then there's drafted. This kid is drafted to the Colts. He plays for the Colts now. He's going to report to boot camp to Indianapolis. Like, heck yeah, man. That's so exciting. Um, He also became the highest drafted Texan in school history. Um, He's a linebacker. He's from Fort Worth. Uh, And he was the 164th pick in the draft fifth round. So he's he's the highest drafted Lone Star Conference athlete since Edmund Gates. And he went in the fourth round um, at 111 overall in 2019. And he's from ACU. So that just shows you, like, the talent that we've got coming out of this place. He started out as a quarterback. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know. You you might have played with him. No. No, I think, yeah, no, I think he came after, after yeah. I played. Yeah. He um he started, he came to Charleston in 2014. He, he was a quarterback in high school. Uh, then he transitioned to wide receiver. And then now he plays linebacker. Um, and that's what he ended up getting drafted as was the linebacker, correct? Yes. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to to. I didn't have to watch his tape to know who this kid was. I watched him every week during our uh, football games, and he he is a phenomenal player. Um, of course, he needs that NFL experience, but I think I think he's got the speed, no pun intended, to get it done. Um, <laughs> he finished like finished off his career at Tarleton with 231 sacks including 36 sacks for loss and 11 and a half sacks. Uh, or sorry, 231 tackles. Sorry. And then 36 of those were for a loss and 11 and a half sacks. Um, and then he also had three interceptions, including one in that last game versus Minnesota State Mankato, which was a heartbreaker. You remember that game? Oh, yeah. We cried over that game a little bit. Um, but, yeah, he's the first Texan to be drafted since Rufus Johnson in 2013. Um, and I, I did, I did look back a little bit and we have had some, um, Tarleton players get drafted, uh, to the NFL and see the thing is, is like, you know, um, some of them didn't play for long. Mm -mm. Uh, some of one of them played for 10 years. Uh, James Durth, he got drafted, uh, in 1999, he played from 1999 to 2009. The Browns, right? Yeah, Cleveland yeah. Browns, 196th, uh, 191st pick um, in the sixth round. So he um, he did pretty well. And then we's all, we've also got uh, a couple of other players that were drafted. Like I said, a lot of them only played one, two, three, 
maybe four years, but um, I think. Well, a lot of times it doesn't show. Uh, they also, I mean, like I said, they had that practice squad, yeah. which, I mean, we've had plenty of players on that, and um, which I think, you know, the practice squad, I think, is just just as good, in my opinion, because yeah. you, uh, I mean, you only have practice and workouts. You don't have to go out on all the trips, so you get to stay at home with your family. Um, and, like, a big thing of it is you still have to get the, or they pay you the minimum uh, salary for a somebody who plays just in case there's an injury they have to bring somebody up they have exactly. to make enough money to be able to play NFL ball so I mean I think that they don't show it a lot there but a lot of those ones they only have like one or two seasons they've actually been playing a couple years on the practice squad as well yeah and like you said that practice squad there's a lot of room to pull that up from oh yeah so and then Rufus Johnson he's the one who was drafted in uh 2013 he played for a year he only played for that 2015 season i got drafted by the saints Mm. but i mean still a draft is a draft there you go um but yeah that's some really exciting news coming out of tarleton state this weekend so don't count us out guys we in it i mean we got a great basketball program we got a great football program we get a good volleyball program our softball program is pretty solid we have a we have a baseball program um yeah, I mean, we got a lot of good sports out here. So make sure to, you know, check us out because we're going to be up in those. I mean, we I know we got plenty of NBA. We got a couple NBA players already. I think we do. And um, I know we also are going to, we're thinking about going D1. So I think we're going to be D1 2A or something is what they were looking at, I believe. We'll take it. So, I mean, I mean that'll start, be. We'll be with one of our whatever teams that we used to play with is Abilene uh, Christian University. Mm-hmm. They yeah. used to be a D two. They actually used to be in the Lone Star Conference with us. Yeah, they did. That's what um, part of the story was saying that one of the players before was uh, that last player that had been drafted was a hundred and I think he was pick one hundred and eleven or something like mm-hmm. that. And yeah, he was um, a, he went to ACU when they were part of the Lone Star Conference. So mm. I mean, that just shows you that there's always room to move up. Exactly, yeah. And which is fun because 2013 is when I played against ACU and they were talking a lot of crap and we beat them. They were like, show you how real D1 team plays. And I was like, okay, we won. Hopefully pretty soon we'll be a real D1 team. Yay, Tarleton State. Woo! Yeah, good state. (laughs) Thank you all for listening. Make sure to check us out next week on another episode of Wave Wave of the the Planet. Planet. If you enjoyed the show, please rate, review, and subscribe for updates when new episodes drop. And follow our station on Twitter and on Facebook at The Planet 107 to see everything going on at Tarleton Radio.